2: Minimum of four lines for
3: $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Author in the court. The children's book writer charged with killing her husband in handcuffs. They interviewed her.
4: My husband passed away unexpectedly. The anonymous email they got. It said in capital letters, you know she killed her
5: husband.
3: Then, (laughs) countdown to chaos. The barricades are going up. And the Mar-a-Lago bathroom. Look behind the shower curtain. Who has access to that bathroom? And (laughs) alive. New information, how four little siblings survived in the jungle for 40 days.
6: And the lessons we can all learn from their ordeal.
3: Plus, bear on the beach. Then <laughs> breaking his silence. The Marine veteran accused of choking the Michael Jackson impersonator to death speaks
2: out. I couldn't just sit still and let let him carry out these threats.
3: And the story behind the new Eva Longoria movie, Flamin' Hot. Did a janitor really come up with the idea of Flamin' Hot Cheetos? You're a janitor. Is the story true? Plus, most epic sing-along ever. (laughs) Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville.
4: Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. They say write what you know, but prosecutors say this author took that too far by killing her husband and then writing a book on grief. She was in court today at one point wiping away tears while in handcuffs. Here she is
5: in court for the first time and facing accusations she murdered her husband, then wrote a book about how to deal with grief. Mother of three, Corey Richens, sat stone-faced during the hearing, but also held back tears. You can see the handcuffs around her wrists. New details are emerging about the prosecution case against Richens, who is charged with spiking her husband's Moscow Mule cocktail with five times the lethal dose of fentanyl. Eric Richens was found dead in their Utah home last March. Curry Richens was interviewed about the book, Are You With Me?, on KTVX in Salt Lake City.
4: You actually wrote this book with your children. I did.
5: It's really hard to wrap our brains around what happened just weeks after she was on this set. She sat right here on this couch. Saray Chin and Dina Manzanares are co-hosts of Good Things Utah, who Um, conducted the interview. They spoke to Jim Moray. Did you
1: get any sense, any sense that something was off with her?
5: I thought she seemed a little cold. I didn't think there was a lot of warmth or a lot of feeling behind what she was saying. But at the time, I thought, you know, I don't know how people grieve. It's very personal. The two newswomen tell Inside Edition their station got an anonymous email right after Karen Richens' appearance on the show. It said in capital letters, you know she killed her husband and had some exclamation points after it. She seemed nervous. And at the time, I'm thinking, oh, it's her nerves. She's probably never been online. TV before. But now I'm thinking it's because she knew that she was lying. During the court hearing today, the dead husband's sister, Amy, spoke against letting Richens out on bail.
4: How could anyone value human life so cheaply? I cannot comprehend it. The judge refused Richens' bail. Her lawyer denies she poisoned her husband, adding that prosecutors have not provided any evidence to prove otherwise. That's former President Trump arriving in Miami, where tomorrow he'll be arraigned on 37 federal charges connecting with his handling of highly sensitive documents. Based on the crowd situation the last time Trump was in court, as Les Trump reports, law enforcement has been told to be on high alert.
1: Miami is bracing for turmoil. barricades are
3: going up in Miami.
1: Cops are putting up police tape to keep Trump supporters and protesters
3: away from the courthouse. It could be a few thousand, maybe up to 5,000. And
1: he said... Is
0: that big? That feels big.
3: that, That does feel big,
1: and that's the high end of the number. Trump's backers have portrayed the indictment as an act of war.
5: We're at war, people. We're at war.
1: That's Carrie Lake, a.k.a. AKA Trump in heels, this weekend.
5: Now is the time
1: to cling to our guns and our religion. Kimberly Guilfoyle, Don Jr.'s fiance, posted this ominous message. Retribution is coming. Hundreds of Trump supporters rallied in Palm Beach Sunday, but will they show up Tuesday? Federal marshals, the Secret Service, and 1,400 Miami police officers are working together and are, quote, ready to surge. Will they limit how close people can get to the building um, more so than
3: usual? They have already instituted somewhat of a uh, perimeter that's a little bit tighter than normal down there just to make sure that they can control the movements of any protesters or any people that would want to cause harm. The former president departed his New Jersey Country Club Monday morning in an eight-vehicle
1: motorcade, boarding Trump Force One just before noon. He's spending the night at his Miami golf course, Trump National Doral, and will arrive at the courthouse
3: through an underground entrance at 3 p.m. tomorrow. He'll be brought to a specific location in the courthouse where the FBI will technically arrest him.
0: As far as the joke of an indictment, it's a horrible thing.
3: Trump and his Republican allies
5: spent
1: the weekend morning, trashing Texas the indictment. And in
0: Investigation
5: better. is had about your activity. Now, let me finish. Donald Trump, you may hate his guts, but he is not a spy. He did not commit, commit espionage. But everyone sees this for the political operation it is.
1: But Trump's former attorney general, Bill Barr, says his old boss is in
3: trouble. If even half of it is true, then he's toast. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty, it's a very detailed indictment, uh, and it's very, Very, very damning. Trump
1: hit back, calling Barr a gutless pig. And we're getting new information today about that shocking photo taken of stacks of classified documents in a bathroom at Mar-a-Lago. Look, you could see more boxes behind the shower curtain, stacked all the way to the ceiling. The bathroom is located here in a suite of rooms at Mar-a-Lago known as the Lake Room. Stephanie Grisham was Melania's chief of staff and spent a lot of time at Mar-a-Lago. Who has access to that bathroom?
4: Guests do. Uh, The lake room is used often for guests will play bridge there. They will play, have little poker games there. Um, It sits right next to the outdoor croquet ball set. And so people, if they need to use the restroom, can go inside and use it.
1: So on a scale of one to 10, 10 being the most secure, how would you rate the security of that room?
4: Oh, one. (laughs) none of those rooms are secure. Absolutely not. We're also
1: learning more about Trump's alleged co-conspirator, his trusted valet, Walt Nauda. Nauda is a military veteran who worked as Trump's Diet Coke valet at the White House and still works for him as a personal assistant. Here he is by Trump's side on Saturday, and he reportedly traveled with him to Miami today.
0: The whole thing is a witch hunt, It's a disgrace.
1: Trump was defiant at appearances this weekend, and new polls show that his MAGA followers have not wavered. 76% of Republican voters believe the indictment is politically motivated, and the nation is split on whether he should have been charged, with 48% saying yes and 35% saying no.
4: As for tomorrow, the mayor of Miami says he's ready for whatever happens. Now the story that is captivating the world, the four children who survived a plane crash and then managed to stay alive 40 days in the Amazon jungle. Amber Cagliano on how they did it and the survival lessons they can teach all of us. Sheer joy as the grandparents of four children lost in the
6: rainforest for 40 days learn they've been found alive. This little boy reaches out to rescuers with pathetically thin arms. Hunger is written on this child's face. Another is swaddled in an emergency first aid blanket. The children, aged 13, 9, 4, and a one-year-old infant, survived a small plane crash in Colombia that took the lives of the adults on board, including their mother. They were found exhausted, dehydrated, hungry, with insect bites. Their feet cut by walking in the rugged terrain. So how did they stay alive against all odds? Well, the siblings found they had some yucca flower on the plane, similar to a sweet potato. They found a supplies dropped by the searchers and because they were raised in an indigenous jungle community, they have survival skills most of us don't have. Survival expert Shane Hobel showed me how the kids got through the unimaginable ordeal.
2: Because they knew some of the indigenous plants and knew what to eat and what not to eat they were able to live off some roots mm-hmm. some of the berries and mm-hmm. some of the seeds mm-hmm. and i also understand they had some farina with them they knew the berries to eat and right here we actually have some of our own indigenous berries this is the blueberry bush
6: found it and that has great nutritional value there's water in here
2: there is water in here go ahead and lift that end of the vine and you're going to see the water begin to no. pour out the end of the vine
6: oh wow Colombian soldiers joined with indigenous trackers in Operation Hope to find the children. They shouted the name of the eldest child. The kids were found just three miles from the crash site, and there are lessons for everyone from their ordeal.
2: This is a great example of what even just a little bit of knowledge can do. They're courageous.
4: Indeed they are. The bodies of the three adults were recovered in the wreckage. When it's hot and there's a beach nearby, you just have to take a dip. And that includes bears.
1: There's a creature in the water. And no, it's not a shark. Neither is it a dog. It's a young black bear going for a dip. Shocked beachgoers watched as he played in the surf, sharing the water with them. It happened in Destin, Florida. The bear swam ashore and scampered on the sand before disappearing into the dunes. And here's another unwelcome guest in the water. This time it's a crocodile. The 10-foot creature wouldn't leave the swimming pool in Plantation, Florida after several attempts to restrain the croc. Success. We spoke with Wrangler Todd Harwick today.
6: This crocodile was known to live within the canal network of that neighborhood in the Keys. So I literally took him right back to the boat ramp that he had climbed out of and
4: released him there. And this was supposed to entertain the crowd at the NBA Finals, but boy, it went wrong with the Heat's mascot ending up at the hospital.
6: What was he thinking? UFC champ Conor
4: McGregor punches
6: out the Miami Heat mascot, Bernie. Then the fighter punches the defenseless mascot again. And it looks like he was ready to throw another one as he circles Bernie, who is being dragged off the court. The stunt came during game four of the NBA finals. It was supposed to promote Conor McGregor's new partnership with the Miami Heat, but it clearly went too far.
4: The mascot is now recovering at home. A grand jury meets this week to consider charges against the Marine veteran whose chokehold led to the death of a man suffering from mental illness. He'd been shouting at people in the New York City subway. The vet is now speaking out. He says he acted in self-defense. Sabila Vargas with details.
5: The Marine veteran charged in the chokehold death of a homeless man on the New York City subway is speaking out for the first time.
2: The doors closed and he ripped his jacket off. And, violent and threw it at the people sitting down to my left.
5: 22-year-old Daniel Penny says he acted out of fear on May 1st after 30-year-old street performer Jordan Neely got on the subway and started threatening passengers. Penny's lawyers released this video taped statement. And
2: the three main threats that he repeated over and over was, I'm going to kill you, I'm prepared to go to jail for life, and I'm willing to die. I was scared for myself, but I looked around. I saw women and children. He was yelling in their faces saying, saying these threats. I couldn't just sit still.
5: Critics of Penny's have called the subway death an execution. Neely's family says he suffered from mental illness.
2: I didn't want to be put in that situation but I couldn't just sit still and let let him carry out these threats.
5: Penny says he had no choice but to act fast.
2: I, mean, I was trying to keep him on the ground until the police came. I was praying that the police would come and take this situation under uh, take this situation over.
5: Penny says in no way did he intend
2: for Neely to die. You can see in the video there's a clear rise and fall of his chest indicating that he was still breathing.
5: The district attorney has impaneled a grand jury that's meeting this week to decide if Penny will be formally indicted in the case. If Penny goes to court, he'll have quite the war chest. Crowdfunding has already raised $2.8 million for his defense.
0: Mr. Neely wanted people to believe that he was going to kill them, and Danny did believe that, and so did other riders on the train. There was no way for Danny to know that what he was doing would lead to Mr. Neely's death.
4: Our calls to lawyers representing the family of Jordan Neely were not returned. The Tony Awards took place last night, and Funny Girl star Leah Michelle absolutely brought down the house.
1: It's Leah Michelle, showstopper. The 36-year-old star belted out Don't Rain on My Parade from Funny Girl. He brought down the house, so she seemed like a shoe-in for lead actress in a musical, but she wasn't even nominated. Why? It's because she didn't originate the role in the Broadway revival. There were other memorable moments with this number from Some Like It Hot knocking it out of the park. The show, hosted by actress Ariana DeBose, went on without writers due to the ongoing writer's strike.
6: We don't have a script, you guys.
5: (laughs) Yeah, I am live and unscripted. You're welcome.
1: And talk about most epic sing-along ever. The cast of the Neil Diamond musical led the star-studded crowd, including Jessica Chastain, in Sweet Caroline. 4.3
4: 4.3 million viewers watch the Tonys. That's the largest audience since 2019.
3: Next, the story behind the new Eva Longoria movie, Flamin' Hot. Did a janitor really come up with the idea of Flamin' Hot Cheetos? You're a janitor. Is the story true? And the teen whose Taylor Swift concert outfit was saved by firefighters just in the nick of time?
2: Gosh, I was so excited.
3: Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back.
5: It's a thoughtful way to celebrate their accomplishments and make the occasion even more special. Visit MMS.com to create your own personalized gifts and party favors for graduations, weddings, birthdays, and more. That's MMS.com. Use code WONDERY to receive 15% off your next order.
4: Did a janitor really come up with one of America's favorite snacks?
0: I got an idea. It's a spicy chip. It's going to change everything. It's the true story
5: of the janitor who invented the popular Flamin' Hot Cheetos. Or is it? The new film Flamin' Hot shows underdog Richard Montagna's meteoric rise at Frito-Lay after inventing one of America's favorite snacks. Actress Eva Longoria makes her directorial debut and appeared on The View today to promote her new film
4: multi-billion dollar brand yeah. and a Mexican janitor cleaning the floor said uh-huh. what if we did something different
5: but the LA Times is throwing light. cold water on the sizzling no story calling Montañas the man who didn't invent flaming Hot Cheetos. You track down former employees at Frito-Lay and they tell you that Richard Montañez did not invent the Flaming Hot Cheetos?
3: That's right yeah I talked to about 20 people who worked at Frito-Lay back in the early 90s late 80s when this product was first being developed and uh, and yeah, it does not seem like the timeline that Mr. Montanious lays out.
5: What was Richard Montanious's role? Well, Richard's role in the and Hot
3: Cheetos development is kind of unclear. I mean, uh, Frito-Lay told us that there was none originally, Uh, And then they changed their statement over time to say that he was uh, integral to the marketing and development of this product.
5: You don't need anybody's permission to become great. This is the real Richard Montañez, now a motivational speaker. He did become a successful executive at Frito-Lay, and today he stands by his claim that he is the creator
4: of Flamin' Hot Cheetos. This is it. Richard Montañez tells us he's grateful to tell his story about achieving the American dream. Flame and Hot is now streaming on Hulu and Disney Plus. When we come back, a firefighter helps out a Swifty.
7: At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car or a house. It's the four wheels that get you where you're going, and the four walls that welcome you home. When you combine auto and home insurance with Amica, we'll help protect it all. And the more you cover the more you can save. Amika. Empathy is our best policy.
5: What makes a
4: life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while
6: striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So... What makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more.
4: A firefighter saves the day for a Swifty.
1: Smoke billows out of a home that's engulfed in flames. 17-year-old Grace Farrell was getting ready for bed when the fire broke out in the garage. Thankfully, Grace and her grandpa got out safely. But there was something still trapped in the flames that was super important to Grace.
5: I realized that I was going to the Taylor Swift concert that day. And my dress was in
1: there. That's right. Grace is a serious Swifty. And she had bought a special dress to wear to Taylor Swift's concert that night in Chicago. She even had it rush delivered. That's when firefighter Lieutenant Brian Adcock stepped in. I said, Okay, show me a picture. I said I'll see if I can go up there and and see what's you know and see if I can salvage your dress for you. The firefighter went into the flames and swiftly came out with the dress.
4: Grace, when he walked out with that beautiful sparkly pink dress, how excited were you? I was so excited.
1: So Grace made it to the concert in her dream dress.
5: We saved the Taylor Swift dress, and
4: she got to go to the concert. A happy ending. When we come back, a territorial pooch. Finally, fly away.
1: This dog says, not in my yard. Be gone, seagulls. And this cat is certainly impatient for dinner. We get it. You're hungry. What's taking so long?
4: (laughs) Did you see that face? He is so angry. That's Inside Edition. Thank you for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.